Thank you for joining us on WQPH 89.3 FM Shirley Fitchburg for WQPH's Local Matters as we present Healing the Whole Person with Father Lawrence Carney in joint company with our sister station WSFI and host Angela Tomlinson and our own Marianne Herald. This is the second half, the conclusion of this show. For more information or a podcast of this broadcast, visit wqphradio.org or wsficatholicradio.org. And a special thank you to WSFI's Angela Tomlinson for producing this broadcast. Thank you for tuning in to WQPH Radio 89.3 FM. This is Marianne Harold joining you today for a special program with my sister station, Angela Tomlinson at WSFI. Her guest is going to be Father Lawrence Carney. He wrote the book, The Secret of the Holy Face. I think you're going to like this. Miriam, what question do you have? His League of St. Martin, he refers to this a lot, Father, you do. Is that something you started, or what is the League of St. Martin? Yes, the League of St. Martin has some background. I started the Canons Regular of St. Martin of Tours, and I had the Bishop of the Diocese of Kansas City, Missouri, support me, and it was a men's community. And I got up to three men, but then I got very ill, and I had to stop it. So then I told my local bishop, I think God wants me to continue instead of the Canons Regular of St. Martin, which would be just religious, to be the League of St. Martin, which would be priests and religious and lay people, and he had no problem with that. And that was about five or six years ago. Through that illness, God has redirected my efforts to promoting the Holy Faith and enrollment in the Archconfraternity of the Holy Faith, and also for people to enroll in the Confraternity of the Rosary. And then as I was doing this, the whole world seemed to turn upside down and hell seemed to be unleashed. And it seemed like here in the USA, as if this hand of revolutionary men was about to close our churches to change our way of life completely, which it has in many ways, and to make us slaves of the state. So this League of St. Martin has really shown to be something that's very pertinent for our times, and I didn't plan that. God has believed his beautiful message within the League of St. Martin. And so Tam Publishers contacted me to write a book on the devotion to the Holy Faith, and it's, I believe that was a divine grace because they're my favorite publishers in the whole world. But I think that the prayers of all the members of the League were probably two, 300 now that are formally doing the prayers to the Holy Faith and meeting once a month. Those prayers are making providential things happen, and God's giving us opportunities to do something. People come to me and they feel so hopeless that their grocery stores are closing, the churches are closing like it was in 2020. They say, Father, what can we do? And I said, let's be the best Catholics we can be. Let's start to get calluses on our knees and get on them and start being good Catholics and pray that God takes away this curse and changes it into a blessing. So that's what the League of St. Martin is. And we have three aims. Their reparation, reverence, and reversion. So reparation is the chief object 
of devotion to holy faith, to make reparation to God for the blasphemies and for people leaving the Church, for mocking Him, for idolatries, and then reverence for the lack of reverence in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, to pray for the spread of the, of the Latin Mass. And then the last one is reversion, and that is people coming back to the Church. So we're praying for our, our family members and the members of the world to come back to the Church who have left, and also for conversion to come into the truth, to come into the Church. That's very powerful. Do you have, if I wrote to you or go on your website, information, if we could start some here in the Boston area of the League of St. Martin? Yes. So Because people are looking we, to do things. Yes, we do not publicize the details of how to start a League of St. Martin mm-hmm. in someone's local area, because we don't want the enemy to discover this stuff. Right. And we want people to really swim upstream and show that they really have some fervor before they do want to start a league. And then they talk to me. And then we have a discussion or two, and we discern. And I see if they're a good fit or not. So Boston, me being a carny, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Irish, yeah, in mm-hmm. fact, I don't know if it was from you, Miriam, but somebody just sent me an email today asking if I would come and speak about the Holy Face in Boston. So that's not coincidence, that's Providence. Right. And I'm going to probably talk to her this week. But yes, Boston does not yeah. have a League of St. Martin yet. So I would definitely be open to speaking about that. And if yes. other people around the U.S. want to do that, they have to come to me, and we have to make contact that, you know, on the phone at least. Face-to-face would be the best. But this is right. a world apostolate, so I can't go to everywhere at every moment right. unless I could bilocate, like Padre Pio, but I can't. <laughs> Not yet. Because, Angela, it's so weird. We were planning to do a Holy Face relic tour again this uh, Lent because of that demonic thing, number one, and two, because we had a tour last year, and it was very well attended, all the churches. And I think if a Catholic priest came and talked in some of the bigger churches about the Holy Face. It would influence the priests to continue the devotion. So we're planning to do that in 2023. So if you have an interest, Father and Angela wants to come here or would go to Chicago, if she wants to do it in Chicago, we need to get the ground moving. We need people like you to promote and to get this devotion on fire. Because this devotion has so many beautiful foundations and soundnesses of theology. It's an arch confraternity, so it's got all the canonical pinnings. This is not some crazy mystical whack job. This is a wonderful sound, a way to fight against the evil of the world. And when more and more people that are in marketing and sales get on board with this, this gets to really be exciting because the end game, This devotion has helped me so much to see in the Psalms how many times the name of the face of God is mentioned. Because devotions make us tender towards certain aspects of God or His Church. But the end game is this, ladies. This is the beautiful thing. It's the beatific vision. St. Thomas Aquinas says the greatest reward for those who go to heaven is to see God face to face. And we have never had a devotion that has been so specifically geared towards that, the devotion to the Holy Face of Jesus. Another little thing I've noticed in the last few months 
as I pray the devotion, is this devotion was first promoted by diocesan priests. That's very rare. Most devotions are promoted by religious, like I can think of the Rosary, Dominicans. And there's so many other ones that are voted, promoted by religious. But this one was to, promoted by the canon secular of the cathedral in Tours of St. Martin's. Father Hanvier, who was the chapter leader, he was a canon secular. And canon secular, they're tied to the cathedral and trying to make the most beautiful liturgies in the diocese. And that's why one of our aims is reverence. And I'm a diocesan priest. And I tried to become a religious, but God wouldn't let me because I got too sick. And I'm a diocesan priest. It's promoting this devotion. So that's a little plug there for diocesan priests for listening or my hear of this little talk. Yes. This is for diocesan priests. And imagine, only 2% of the diocesan priests actually got behind this devotion and promoted it. That changed the world. <laughs> right. Go ahead, Lonnie. Father, could you tie the date of May 13th into the devotion and Our Lady's Revelation at Fatima and St. Teresa of Lisieux and everything with the Holy Face? I found that quite fascinating in your book. Yes, Bonnie, I'll try to keep that as short as I can. It's so beautiful. So back in the 7th century in the Pantheon, the Pope consecrated that pagan temple into St. Mary of the Martyrs, and he had a dozen or two carriages of all the relics from the catacombs taken up and brought into that church, and he had the Vela Veronica that had been given over by Veronica to the popes, and on May the 13th, the Vela Veronica would be processed out to make reparation and also to pray for protection. And it would be taken out during that century extra times in addition to May the 13th during calamities or if there was a revolution stirring up to make reparation. So when Our Lady first started talking to the children at Fatima, my question is why did she pick May the 13th? Because May the 13th is when the Pope consecrated St. Mary the Martyrs back in the 6th century and the Vela Veronica was taken out once a year. Why did she pick May the 13th? Well, there could be many reasons, but one of them could be she wanted us to tie the connection between the devotion to the Holy Face of Jesus and to her messages of Fatima, because there's a common thread between the messages of Fatima, the messages of Jesus, Sister Mary St. Peter, which are the Holy Face, and also another private revelation called Our Lady of Revelation in the 1950s in Rome. There's a common theme, and it's called the golden arrow. All three of them are talking about this golden arrow, which is an arrow shot to the womb of God, pour out mercy. So it's to pray for that. And then St. Therese, the connection there, she has one of the longest religious names in history, St. Therese of the Child Jesus and of the Holy Faith. That last part is usually taken out, and we usually we call her St. Teresa of Lisieux because it's so long. But we need to start focusing of the Holy Face, because her blood sister, Sister Agnes, who was Mother Agnes for three years, she was a superior for three years, and she appointed her sister to be the novice mistress for those three years. Well, when St. Therese of Lisieux died, Sister Agnes went in front of the cause for 
canonization under oath and said, however great her love was for the child Jesus, it was nothing compared to her devotion to the holy things. So that's a stress that I couldn't believe the world really didn't know, that this devotion has helped me to see, and I put that in my book. And those people out there that love St. Teresa of Sue, if you really want to get to know her even better, really start focusing on her devotion to the Holy Face, because when she was suffering tuberculosis, she put an image of the Holy Face on her curtain, and she was gave at him so that she could suffer well. Her suffering was so valuable. So many people are coming into the Church because of her, and we don't even know it. And that's because her devotion to Holy Face was so great, and also because she was so much of a child. Jesus said, in order to get into heaven, you need to become like a little child. And so this devotion to the Holy Face helps us through her, because her intercession, especially since I've become a member of the Archconference of the Holy Faith, her intercession has been so much more deeply profound in my life. And I want that for other people. So I'm in cells. So I'm selling this because I believe in it completely. I'm going to put my whole life into this. Well, of course, my mind is so many ideas, which is <laughs> not good. But I think you have a wonderful priest here, Angela, that it was so blessed that you have him here on the radio over Chicagoland, and we can share this message. And I think we can do things for God if we work together and pray and discern like he did. I joined the Archcon fraternity. They sent me the most beautiful gifts. I went on Vicki Schreiner's website, and she had a, a link to it. And I, I would like to send for some of those forms or with Father's permission, get those forms and send them to him from this area because this year we gave out maybe a thousand Holy Face medals and people seem wow. to like them. We put them on their scapulas, right? Our Legion of Mary does a lot of this work, Father. We have to be active, work two by two, and giving out the medals and the Holy Face picture and having talks about the Holy Face. We just don't have enough guests that could go out across this whole huge diocese of Boston, which really needs this devotion and where we are in Worcester. So, Father, my question is, will you pray and discern if the Holy Spirit wants to send you out on some tours that are well-managed and don't cost you anything? <laughs> That's the key. Oh, yes. Huh? I love the Legion of Mary because I myself, when I have time, which is almost daily, I go out into the streets and walk around and yeah. pray the rosary. And I just read recently, St. Rose of Lima, down in South America, she wrote down how she wanted to walk around the cities and cry to souls, heaven, 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 because they're losing heaven. And that's what the Legion of Mary is so good about, is getting out there. And the yes. Legion of Mary has asked me to come <clears throat> and do talks for them in other places. But we need you to get strong with the Legion of they're the, they're the volunteers that we, we couldn't do it by ourselves. We just went into the nursing homes with things like this for Christmas with medals, rosaries, scapulas, holy face medals, holy face pictures. We just can't keep up with the need for the supply, but God always sends it. <laughs> if he sends you out over here, you're going to suffer tremendously, like, like we're going to all suffer. Right, Angela? Not answering that. I <laughs> know one ever went to heaven without <laughs> suffering, Marianne. I just read that I quote. Know. No one went to heaven I without know. suffering. 
I think our world needs this devotion so much because so many people think they're going to go to heaven right away. They will. They absolutely think that. And I think an image, the image, the likeness, the devotion to that holy face may bring a sense of penance or a reversion, if you will, to our popular culture, which... Uh, really has lost the faith and thinks they're going straight up. There's no stopping them. So I think, Father, that just looking at the image, you have to be touched. I mean, even if you didn't have a belief, God would touch you with that belief, looking at that face. And I think our world needs that. Yes, there's a lot of non-practicing people that I met in St. Joe and I walked around there for five years and one guy, his name was Doe, he was from Liberia, he never became Catholic, he was a Christian, but I have an authentic relic of the Holy Face that was touched to the Vela Veronica in Rome and I showed it to him and he, he said, that's the most beautiful image I've ever seen. I said, yeah, because it's real, it's a relic. It was touched to the image that Jesus miraculously put on the Vela Veronica, so you're right. One of the promises of the devotion to the Holy Faith, by my face you will work wonders and miracles. So that happened when Venerable Leo Pont had those 6,000-plus miracles. But it's, I think it's latent. It's, this devotion, I hope, will have miracles in the future soon, because then I think your wish, Bonnie, will come true, what you just mentioned. Father, you know, you mentioned that this devotion is really a blueprint to overturn what the elites are trying to do to us, which is take away our freedoms. How did we get here, and why do you think that? Well, Jesus told Sister Mary St. Peter that my father is greatly offended for two sins mostly, and that is blasphemy. And the second one is profanation of Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation. That is doing unnecessary work on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation. And it's a much worse now than it was then in 1840. So Jesus told her that my father's going to send a punishment as revolutionary men, as I've talked about earlier. So the more we sin, the more that we're going to get punished, because this is God's best way of waking us up from our slumber. And you know, it's so important that we follow the Ten Commandments to the T. Because in the Old Testament, in the Psalms especially, is that note of how we need to meditate on the laws of God. But we have this anthropomorphism where people become like God, where whatever is going on in our, our heart, even if it's wrong, it's called immanentism. We think that's the rule of truth, that's the rule of faith. But you know what? Humans are, are prone to error. As Father Ripper talks about, this immanentism is wrong because our faith is objective. It comes from God through a visible church, and our visible church is suffering greatly right now, and he's, God seems to be taking it away, because he's a good God. He's doing the best he can for us to make the most swift and quickest punishment so we can get out of our horrible dream of this generation of full of sin. So he's got a blueprint. If we read the books called The Golden Arrow, The Holy Man of Tours, The Whole World Will Love Me, which is a biography of St. Teresa of Sue and her devotion to the Holy Faith, my book called The Secret of the Holy Faith, The Devotion Destined to Save Society. If people start with those four books, they could read each one of them in a month. They will have then become an expert 
in this devotion because an expert is defined as someone who is in the 1% of the know of a certain object or subject. And I think if people would know this devotion and live it, they will become so much more happier. They will become wise because they will be able to have that gift from the Holy Spirit to see things as God sees them. And they won't get so flustered or so depressed or so full of anxiety or fear about the future. They'll focus on becoming a saint now because God is eternal now. And he wants us to become saints now, not tomorrow or yesterday, but now. And that's what this devotion as at least it's helped me to anchor me in that hope where the world cannot move me now because God has me in an eternal joy that comes from the rosary, it comes from the holy sacrifice of the mass, it comes from this devotion to the holy faith, spiritual reading, doing the holy hours for religious and priests, and at least a 15-minute day meditation for lay people. And for the future, I'm writing a fourth book, a second one on the topic of the holy faith, and this one's going to be called something like the Total Consecration to the Holy Faith, subtitle, How to Grow in the Interior Life Through the Different Stages that Have Been Set Out by St. Thomas of Aquinas, etc. Stop talking for a minute. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. It is beautiful, Father. You know, it's funny, you, you even mentioned um, masks in your book. That caught me by surprise. <laughs> you know, it just it sounds like it's just a small point, but... Tell us a little bit about, you know, you, you bring up revolutionary men and what they're trying to do to us, how they're trying to rob us of our freedom and confuse things versus yes. the clarity of God. Talk a little bit about what their end game is versus what God's end game is. Yes. Sure. So we have revolutionary men, and revolutionary men, they don't care about the commandment because they want money, sex, and power. They want to rule the world. And they're simply agents of a higher being, a group of beings. And who are they? The devil. So they're being moved by the devil. And the devil cannot stand humans that have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit within them. They hate Jesus. They hate God's faith. They hate the Holy Spirit. And they hate the devils hate God dwelling within us. They hate the image of God. And man is created in the image of God. So in their war against Jesus within us, Christians, Catholics, they want to cover up the image of God, cover up our face. And I have a naturopath doctor, and she explains to me, even scientifically, the face mask is not a healthy thing, because I have some health problems, and I need pure oxygen, breathing air. I can't have something over my mouth. It's going to make me sick, she told me. So I'm not putting down anyone that has to wear these for their work or anything, but I'm saying one of their little ploys is to cover up the image of God. And the faith, I think Venerable Lito Pont talks about this, the faith is the image of the soul. Wow. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? These Very. things, yeah, it's like part of the overall fabric that's being pushed on us, our freedoms. Control. The control, yes. And then saying this where, you know, you mentioned that maybe we need to have banners with the holy face on it because we're praying every day, <laughs> right? Let them arise, the Lord, let them flee before your face. I mean, imagine if the face is everywhere. They would be divided. They, they couldn't stand to look at it, right? Because we'd be praying this over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to have holy face There's bumper stickers and... There's a lady that I met her a year and a half ago. She's a convert. She goes to the Latin Mass in Kansas City. Last month, she told me she built a website where she has on-demand banners of the Holy Face available, and it's awesome. 
Okay. You know, and I said, you need to help us because we're, I just commissioned an artist to make a flag of the Holy Face and we just got the art. Wow. And now she's helping me work on that. So we're getting some things going. But you see, when people get involved in this devotion for a few years, they start to get on fire and God starts to put on their souls, particularly with their gifts and talents, how God wants them to be used for this devotion, which Sister Mary St. Peter said, Jesus told her, this is one of the greatest things under the sun. Yes. This could be one of the greatest devotions ever. Not to compete with the rosary, but these are some things that were said. And in this seventh antiphon of Matins in the old breviary, the Latin breviary, that priests used to pray, it says that Mary, she's the one that has crushed all heresies. Now, that's past tense. All heresies, she has crushed them. Well, the rosary crushed one heresy. That's called Albigensianism in the 13th century. But the heresy of Protestantism and the heresy of Anglicanism and all these other isms is still existent. But it says in the divine office that she will have crushed them all. So maybe this devotion of the Holy Faith will be the devotion that Our Lady will use as her heel to crush the heresies. Because if all the heresies were crushed, there would be the triumph of America heart and the triumph of the Catholic Church. Well, guess what? Our Lady of Fatima's object is to pray the rosary for the triumph of what? Her Immaculate Heart. And the Chapel of the Holy Face, which we pray at the beginning of this, which was beautiful to do, its object is for the triumph of the Catholic Church. From the enemy's inside, I think, Father, as well as out, because yeah. a lot of this, you know, when Bonnie mentioned the notion that people go right to heaven and reparation, <laughs> the only thing I hear about reparation isn't really in the Catholic sense at all. <laughs> it's more like in the in the secular sense. So I think crushing, you know, those who hate him or his truth or don't want to accept his truth, like through modernism or relativism. Only God can do that at this point, right? God's Well, you know, it's, the narrative of the enemy is very depressing. It's the local news. It's the news on the conventional news channels. And the narrative of God in heaven is so uplifting and joyful. So my point is, People that get involved with this devotion to the Holy Faith, it helps them to really want the narrative of heaven. And as souls go deeper into the interior life, they stop having a constant conversation with themselves, which is an egomaniac type of a way of living, to the wise man who has a constant conversation with God. That's beautiful. And when someone has a constant conversation with God, they have a thing that's called the sense of fidelium, which is the sense of the faithful. They know the truth of being a good Catholic. Just like Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice, and I know the voice of my sheep. And so, just like death is not the passageway to heaven, just because we die doesn't mean we go to heaven. In our catechism, we know that we have to follow the Ten Commandments, and if we die in the state of grace, that's how we get to heaven, not just by dying. Father, would you mind giving us your blessing? Benedictus omnipotentis, patris et filius, spiritus unshinded, super. Vos et maniat semper. Amen. Amen. Wow, Amen. What, a, what a beautiful show. You're listening to 88.5 FM Antioch and 750 AM, Portage, Indiana. Father Lawrence Carney and his book is The Secret of the Holy Face. And we'd love to have you on again, Father. God bless you. Thank you. You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI. 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program 
or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Thank you for listening to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast and hope you have a blessed week.